0: And we're live
1: what's up everybody welcome back to screencast kind of funny show where we talk about streaming stuff and streaming stuff and streaming stuff because let's be honest there are no movies left and they never <laughs> they're never gonna come back so now we're watching triple a tv movies that uh steven spielberg will probably have to admit have to be just nominated for Academy Awards at this point because the Academy Awards, if not, would feature one movie and I can't remember what that movie is. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino, alongside the movie bros herself, Joey Noel. You're
2: talking about marriage story?
1: Yeah, that's when it was. Was that the one that came there was one movie that, was that came last out year, right? I think that was last year. And I guess year, it's not actually the, not the,
2: gentleman, the, last the gentleman came round. out this
0: year. Right? What's that? Or was that also last year?
1: I think that was last that's year also. Who- There's like the movies that came out that, that eked out in January were these movies or January, February were these movies that like nobody care about. But the, the joke, the long-running joke is that's basically the only movies that are going to be eligible nominated. for the Academy Awards. They have since, by the way, changed that. They're, they've said that if they're going to extend the guidelines of what can be nominated. So they're doing away with the theater just for this year, they, from what I understand.
2: So it's going to be The Gentleman and The Underwater, Wrong <laughs> Underwater came out this year,
0: right?
1: Underwater did, yeah. neither None of those will get nominated. <laughs> gentleman might actually. That was actually really Gentlemen Gentleman film, should. But.
0: That was a and of really course, good
1: movie. joining us today as well is the big dog, Kevin Coelho.
0: Oh, oh. It's my cat. He's right there.
1: We should call you the producer from now on because I haven't produced anything in five years except for Comedy Gold. <laughs> 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 oh, God bless us all. Is it Friday yet? We don't know. Uh, our Patreon producers this month are Mohammed Mohammed and Al, the Predator Tribesman, or Momo to the Fourth and Al alpha predator tribesman is what we're going to call him now
0: right. <laughs> why does his momo keep getting like the number keeps exponentially larger yeah, exponentially exponential increased.
1: growth is incredibly important Kevin, <laughs> especially in this game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this uh in And this Al game.
0: tribesman he's wasn't now the alpha predator enough. like there was it just it, it also keeps evolving the alpha predator yeah
1: mm hmm Correct. Cool. That's how we ask that's how we have to do it, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to back this show, go over to patreon.com slash kinda funny. You can be a Patreon producer as well, just like Al and Mo. Uh that's very, very easy. And odds are we'll give you your very own moniker. Uh and also it might, might not be not. something you like.
2: Yeah. No, we will. And you're now, also eventually. probably gonna hate it.
0: Mm-hmm. It might just uh, be someone else's name too.
1: Mm-hmm. For a while, we had Connor Nolan, uh, and Greg kept calling him Connor Dowd. And then someone said, "How about Kono the Barbarian?" And now it's Kono the Destroyer, soon to be Red Sonia. He has not backed us this month, though. <laughs> Shocker! <Red> Son- Shocker! <laughs> I
0: like uh, that we just changed it now completely. <laughs>
1: what's funny is I don't think Arnold's character. I think I'm misremembering that. I don't think Arnold's character was Conan and Red Sonia. I think he was a different character, really? but he looked like Conan. So was, I just was think it he's not?
0: Conan. I, no, I think they're related. Really? I don't. I don't I'll look remember. Into
1: it. Look into it. I I remember being saying that and then being like mystified that I was wrong, that they just had him as some other character, but could be wrong. If you're watching with uh, us in the chat today, hey, what's up, chat? Uh, Remember, if you have Amazon Prime, you got one free Twitch Prime subscription every month, and we'd like that to go to us so that Joey can continue Mm. his amazing hair color. Calidor. Yeah.
2: Calendar. Ironically, I don't pay. I pay less money for this hair, <laughs> right now. Joey,
1: don't tell hair. the kids that because they'll start giving their Amazon Prime. They'll start getting hip to starting a, a Twitch channel and giving their Amazon Prime to themselves. <laughs> and Here's I don't want thing. that to happen. If
2: you want me to go back to having cool hair, that's when you donate the Twitch Prime.
1: Cooler hair. hair. Let's
2: make cooler hair, hair. Plenty cool. Yeah,
1: because your hair is cooler than mine and Kevin's. That's no disrespect to Kevin. Kevin's what? got a good Steven Seagal thing going on right now, and I appreciate that. We're gonna call Kevin under you siege from a now. You start
2: shadowboxing, Kev.
1: Can we call you under siege? Yeah,
2: let's
0: do it. Okay,
1: wait. Actually, Kevin, here we go. Here, here's what was going to happen for the for for the perpetuity until I forget this joke next week. You have two next choices week. for how I introduce you next week: Kevin uh-huh. under siege, Coelho uh-huh. or Kevin hard to kill, Coelho.
0: Ooh, Kevin oh. hard to kill. Kevin hard. You to want kill. hard to kill? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ain't no one having any easy time. What about day,
1: now? You know? I'll give you. I'll give you a third option, Kevin above the law, Coelho. No hard. So, right,
0: hard, <laughs> <to kill. Ray laughs> hard to kill is the easy win there. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, but then the part of me that, n- then I would just pick the opposite thing. Like, I don't want to give Kevin the nickname he wants. That's not how nicknames right. work, right. well, you know? Remember but the thing thing
0: about remember this the next time we play Mario Party together. Party.
2: Which mm-hmm. I don't play anymore, so. Well, well, okay. you, say- you said that, <laughs>
0: like, three times, and we've gotten you to play it. So we'll see. No, how she's they not playing play time There we'll have see. been
1: multiple times i I've, I've been sent formal Hallmark Hallmark cards that said I will no longer be playing this game with you, Nick. <laughs> and and she signed her name and said. And then in PS it said, uh, this is, just just appreciate this as a legal document. I know it's a Hallmark yeah, card that I, I bought from Target, but I've notarized this and I will no longer be playing with you. Thank you. Although she did come back and play Pictionary with us to uh, KFA. Yep,
2: and uh, she did very, very
1: well. Uh, other housekeeping news: Go over to kind slash store and check out all of our cool new merch like. The PSI Love You uh, shirt and the Super Porty shirt. And it's Pride Month. And one of my favorite shirts that we have right now is still on sale. It is the KF Pride shirt. And it's really, really cool and very comfortable. And it's colorful. Like the shirt that I'm wearing right now. I wish I was wearing it but it's more in this cool, and it looks cool on camera. Cause it's very, very colorful and color makes me happy. Uh, another housekeeping news. We are doing a special episode of screencast <laughs> next Monday, hosted by, uh, the second best baby blue eyes in San Francisco, Tim Geddes, because everyone wants to watch Hamilton. Uh, and so we're all We're going to watch the new Disney production of Hamilton, um, on Monday. And then a, a cast of people are coming together. I think it's Joe blessing, Tim, uh, and no, you're I'm not doing sure the show.
2: It's Tim, Nick, Belinda Garcia from Ubisoft and Yusuf McGuid from Ubisoft. It is not it's me. Nick, I am not, not. Okay. okay so Tim,
0: Tim,
1: Tim, Blasting, Tim Belinda Blasting. and Yusuf.
0: It's, it's yeah, they're, they're taking it over. They're
1: taking over. So so they're, do, they're doing a fun takeover. The, uh, and that means guys, we get the day off. What are we doing? Let's call it Nick, Still Kevin and Joey's day off.
2: Still running the show. Oh, my gosh. Kevin, are we i we going to go to Chicago and go to a baseball game? I guess. So. Joey, does no, your dad you have a cool it.
1: Ferrari that we can steal? Could we steal he your dad's Ferrari? He had a really
2: cool Mustang Cobra, and then he sold it. So. Oddly yeah.
1: similar style cars to the Ferrari that was in there as well.
2: Yeah.
1: That's uh As you guys know, uh just a fun a thing. I'm like maybe 40, 40 or 35 minutes into the uh, Ferris Spielers Day Off reunion.
0: Ooh. And I,
1: I am geeking out about this so much. Now, normally, I can only take Josh Gad in like five-minute doses. But I, th- I am, I have now turned a new leaf. I am a huge fan Whoa. of this man, and he's this show kidding. that he is doing is amazing. I like Kevin's. Kevin's off, uh, probably cleaning his cat or something. We don't know where he went. Ah, oh, he's back. He's back. You, you can
0: it. see my cat right there. I, how could I be <laughs> that's cleaning a Kevin? That's a
1: Kevin. That's it a peep. Looks you're, like pointing a at, you're pointing at a You're pointing out a peep. No, it doesn't peep, look like a giraffe. The peeps
0: over here. Yeah, he's extending his head out. Paul had to show me a picture.
1: Real talk. If they made mini giraffes, would you buy one, Joe?
2: Dude, that would be. I guess how many would it have to get? This big. Damn. Oh, I would totally buy one. Tim I would, would be too. so mad. Dude. I would get a
1: mini giraffe and then smaller mini lions and then see if no. the draft beat them up. No, no like really, then really then small lions.
2: Around, you know?
1: Yeah, well, that'd be fun.
0: Isn't a small lion just a cat? It's
1: true. That's very true. It's <laughs> a miniature cat. That's true. I never thought of it like that. You're the first person to ever think that. Uh, also, shout out to our sponsor. The episode is brought to you by hymns uh, but we'll get to that a little bit later all right lots of big news today uh, this week and I'm very very excited about it we're gonna kick off the news uh, today with uh, some Amazon news fallout is gonna be an Amazon series and normally I'd be like okay I'm okay with that not a huge I, I realize that everyone loves Fallout. I haven't played the games myself. I played a little bit of them when we had to review them at IGN. I was like, this is cool. I get it. I get why people would like these games. Uh, mm-hmm. But what gets me very excited is that Joey and uh, Jonathan Nolan are creating oh. this. Uh, Jonathan Nolan, of course, uh, uh, Chris Nolan's brother. He's written a lot of Chris's movies and is an awesome auteur in his own right. And then he produces that with his wife, Joy. Uh, this mo- this comes over from The Hollywood Reporter. It says, Amazon Studios has licensed the rights to the best-selling video game franchise, Fallout, with um, married. What are you doing here, guy? Why are you taking my links out?
0: I added them to the the line itself. Don't do
1: that. Yeah, don't do that, please. Um, with married writers and show owners Joy and John Nolan attached to oversee potential TV series, the project is currently in development, but has a serious commitment penalty attached. That means uh, that if Amazon execs like the script, Fallout would bypass the traditional pilot stage and go directly to series. Or if it is passed over, all involvement would be paid out as if it has. This is a good deal. A writer is not currently attached. Uh, of course, Joy and Nolan will. Um, exec produced the series via their kilter films banner in association with the games publishers bethesda games studios and bethesda softworks uh how do we feel about this is this something you guys would be excited about to watch we i had don't an
2: know in- anything we,
0: we had an interesting conversation on uh games daily about it where uh greg was saying like yeah it'd be cool if it was a show that you know call kind of followed the a story similar to the the third and f- or fourth game where you get out of the vault and you're looking for someone, right? And yeah. blessing was saying, "What if instead each episode focused on a different vault?"
2: Oh,
0: and I was like, like "That would because
2: series, yeah."
0: And because um, one of the things they do is they fuck with people in the vaults, in the in the vaults where like vault, one vault, vaults. There you go. Yeah. One of the vaults, the vault sixty nine had nine hundred ninety one women and one dude. And Vault sixty eight had the opposite, so it would be cool to see those scenarios play out for however long the vaults are closed for. I just think that'd huh. be interesting, and like that's a show that I I because I, I feel like they could do radical stuff, or they could show just <coughs> a vault that like everything is normal and it kind of goes successfully, and we, we see over the span of years
2: the pitfalls and stuff. I, I just think that'd be really cool. Do you think that they could do that episode by episode or would they have to dedicate seasons to it to really flesh it out? I think that we could get
0: both. I think we could get three episodes on one vault or we could just do one, you know, one one hour long story on it. And that would Hmm. work with the anthology kind of motif. But uh, I I don't know. I think that would be really cool. But uh, that's probably not likely. They're probably going to with some stupid story.
1: No, my guess is they're going to do
2: one story. Oh, I feel like that requires prior knowledge of the series, and if they're doing like a mainstream thing, that they're going to try and fo- have something a little bit more focused. But does it? I,
0: or because I feel like the, an intro can explain everything, you know.
1: In the year yeah. twenties, I think that I think it's just
2: going to be a harder sell. Probably,
1: I think yeah. I mean, I think that would be a, a, like an a, an anthology series would be cool, but I have a feeling that since they're probably going to greenlight like this and make multiple series they'll they'll have a cast. This is going to smack of Walking Dead yeah. um where you know people go out, you know, maybe by mid-season they get out of the vault and then they go out and it's every it's all crazy and the whole thing's just like, you know, post-apocalyptic the road, all that stuff. Right. But I think it'd be cool. I mean, personally speaking, I think the world is cool. I just never liked playing the actual mechanics of the game. Yeah. Um but I'm interested in in seeing what they do with it and man, who doesn't like spending countless hours Countless hours, Kevin, in a post-apocalyptic landscape where you have to do ultra-violence for 30 hours straight, and then you think the game's done, Joe. You think it's done at 2 o'clock in the morning, and then you go somewhere else, and you're like, holy Man. shit, this game is never going to
0: fucking end. Is he talking end. about Far Cry?
1: No, I'm not talking about Far Cry. I'm just uh just shooting off the top of the dome. It's a hypothetical situation for anyone that might be playing the most popular game out right now. <laughs> oh, my God. It's long. Uh, cool. Well, you, what's are you finishing that? or no? No, I, Joe. This I finished it five times, as far as I'm concerned. There have been five, three. Real talk, does three. It, does it feel natural conclusion? I, I haven't heard. Yes, don't oh, really i, I don't think feel I've heard That
0: from anyone else.
1: Uh, well, blessing yesterday was like this is like two. It's basically two games in one. Which
0: I've heard it's three games in one. So you might co- it be in
1: there for one more surprise. Jesus Christ. <laughs> kudos, kudos to them. Uh, we're talking about, of course, Last of Us too. Oh, kudos geez. to Naughty Dog for not for not uh needing to do all the dlc on this game they're just saying screw it let's just throw it all in there right now but man this could have been dlc they could have just pushed half this game out i would have paid 15 bucks or 30 bucks for for dlc for it because it's a it's a lot of game great storytelling but man i am traumatized by this thing it is at one point i think i cut someone with half of his head off it was insane anyway uh let's move on let me bring up the chat here what, what are people saying uh let's see oh in the chat, Shave Raven says, "So it's like Return of the King. That's a good burn, man. Good burn.
0: <laughs> oh, sick burn, dude. Less burn, uh, I, though, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not well, Kevin. If you remember, we're not walking anymore. Now we're into the climbing section of Lord of the Rings, where the boys that's are just right. climbing up hills, and it's great.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, Amazon Fallout series. That's cool. I'll watch it. I'll I'll give any Amazon series the first uh, the first go for the first pilot, but." Uh, uh, we'll see if it doesn't catch me right off the bat. Screw it. And I guarantee right now it's no Bosch. And if you guys aren't watching Bosch, you should watch Bosch.
0: Did you give uh, that show The Omen a shot? I did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not worth it. Don't watch it.
1: Although recently I did start watching Perry Mason on HBO, and yeah. I'm really liking it. Are I you guys familiar with this at all? No. He's like, yeah. a, it's
2: an old school reboot, right?
1: It. I don't. Yes. So Perry Mason, back in the day, he was a lawyer, right? And yeah. was, he was like always in the courtroom and he was like, I've, I've got you. You don't have the right of way or whatever they say in courtrooms, right? Is that accurate, Kevin? Yeah, that's um, what they say. So, yeah, but in this, I believe it is 1940s, late 40s, early 50s. Or, I'm sorry, 1930s because he fought in World War One. Um, So, like, 20s, 30s is the time period for this. And he's a detective. So, basically, he's being hired out by a lawyer who's played by John Lithgow to try and figure out who has killed and kidnapped and accidentally killed a child. Um, And it's very much, like, straight up detective noir set in one of the most, like, obviously, if you're a detective fan, one of the best like uh, uh, periods for a detective story, which is 1920s. I-, I think it's really, really cool. And like the lead actor that's in it, I forget his name, but he's 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 great. Very understated. Highly recommend hmm. it. All right, moving hmm. on, ladies and gentlemen, to even bigger news. Screw you, games people, because Clone High is coming back, and all is right <laughs> in the world again. All of you people getting out there with your Fallout's and your Last of Uses and your Grand Theft Autos. I don't need you anymore because now I've got something to look forward to. Finally, Uh, MTV is making new episodes of Clone High with original creators, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, While Clone High isn't getting a movie, it's getting new episodes with uh, original creators. uh, Let's see, Phil Lord, Chris Miller and Bill Lawrence working to reimagine it, quote unquote, uh, per a press release. Erica Rivenoja that's a hard one to say, previously of The Last Man on Earth will serve as showrunner and pen the pilot episode alongside Lauren and Miller. It's unclear how many episodes MTV is ordering or when it might air, but the updated version of the series will continue to count uh, Abraham Lincoln, Cleopatra, Joan of Arc, and John F. Kennedy among its student body of cloned, horny, historical figures. I hope this whole thing is one big fuck you to MTV for canceling Clone High originally. What say both of you?
2: Okay, can you give me the pitch on this? Because I saw... Miller in the in Slack this morning freaking out. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. So
1: back in the day, back in the day, MTV made a bunch of animated shows. One of which was Clone High. Another one was Daria, and Daria was awesome Mm -hmm. as well. Obviously, they did Beavis and ButtHead and things like that. But right after, I think this was like the second or third generate quote unquote generation of like MTV original content, um, animated shows. So -hmm. like you go back and watch Beavis and ButtHead is obviously very rough. Um, And then it, and then people, I think they looked at it and said, oh, people like adult. Um, or young adult, like more you know, uh, young adult oriented animation. So let's make some shows. One of the shows that got greenlit, which was the, basically, from what I understand, the start of Chris Miller and Phil Lord's career. Of course, Chris Miller, Phil Lord, Lego Movie and uh, Spider Man: Into the Spider Verse fame. Um, they made Clone High, and basically the concept is all all these historical figures have been cloned, and once they hit age, they're all going to high school together. So for some for some diabolical purposes this is like a grand experiment that some scientist is doing and he put them all yeah. together of course they're horny high school kids but they're still sort of they've still taken on the roles of who they are so like the main character is abraham lincoln but they just call him abe and he's just like a normal he's just like a dorky high school guy and then of course john f kennedy is like the rich guy who always mm-hmm. wants people to come over and swim in his pool cleopatra is like the hot you know uh super popular girl and then jonah vark's kind of like the nerdy sidekick that secretly likes Abe, but he likes Cleopatra. You know, it's it's all yeah. around. But originally, it was very clever, very funny, and obviously taking a lot of these historical figures and kind of turning them on their side, and, and a little bit satirizing them a little bit. Mm. But people, and Gandhi's in it as well, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah. And people did not like that they were doing these like they were they were taking these fig, like making fun of these historical yeah. pictures, so they
2: it was like boycotted the
1: shit out of this, and I believe MTV capitulated and took it off the air. Chad, tell me if I'm right about that, um, but I believe that's how that that whole thing went down. And I was I remember watching this and just laughing my ass off because I was like, oh, this is so. Um, so clever and so fun and just obviously a joke and, and a satire and and you know uh, uh, just parroting all these things but uh yeah then it just overnight just disappeared and i was like what the hell what happened to clone high and i think canada got the the, the rest of the season i think they finished it out but america never did um hmm. so man i think i got all that wrong chat let me know if i'm right or wrong on that and if uh, if i was wrong on that ladies and gentlemen put that if you're watching Who's this on YouTube, the put robot in the comments,
0: supposed to be
2: Errol M says it was because of Gandhi specifically. It was
1: Gandhi. Gandhi was the one that really. It was the yeah. He was the one that everyone was pissed off about.
2: And Kyle Fettinusa said, Yeah, we got the whole season.
1: That's right. Um, so uh, the robot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are you realizing how ridiculous this sounds?
1: So the robot is is the butler to uh, the principal of the high school, which I believe was the guy that's like pulling the strings behind this.
0: I might. But mind the robot. This right now.
1: But the robot, I believe, was supposed to be a knockoff of Mr. Belvedere because mm. he kept referring to everyone as Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: was just a game. Was... you and Greg specifically.
1: Dude, Joe, it was uh, when I was watching this when I was a kid, I was like, I don't know that I'll ever fully grasp the genius of this show. But one thing is for sure, it is fucking bonkers. It was so <laughs> fun. And so it was, it was legitimately one of those shows where I was like, I don't know how they're getting away with this. And then they didn't get away with it anymore. And that was it. But the fact that they're bringing it back is great, um, and I just that whole era of, of MTV content is so nostalgic for me. Obviously, like yeah. Daria, I've gone back and watched old episodes of that. It's still so so good and so somber. I
2: feel like it holds and, up, melancholy.
1: It definitely does, definitely does, definitely. If you guys get a chance, if you can find, I don't know if Clone High is anywhere, but if you can find it, check it out. It's I think it's really funny, and I'm I'm interested to see how they re, quote unquote reimagine it. I hope their reimagining is just picking right back up where they left off, same art style, just make it HD and let's uh, let's make fun of some some beloved figures let's take every let's take figures like gandhi who is commonly upheld as one of uh you know the (laughs) the person fighting for peace the most and let's just make fun of him why not why not do that all right uh next news story we have margot robbie and christina honchin reteaming for a new pirates of the caribbean movie for disney now this is not the reboot that they're doing this is a whole new series that they're doing, which I assume is an attempt to make a cinematic universe out of Pirates of the Caribbean. And I'm all for this. I have no problem with this. All I say is this, though. Bring back Orlando Bloom. He doesn't have to be in the movie. Just, like, let me hang out with him. Somebody
0: let him out, you know what I
2: mean? Um, I'm stoked about this. I think Margot Robbie would be really fun in a Pirates reboot. I... Of course. like So... This is different than the reboot, so obviously we have to make that distinction. The The scuttlebutt that's happening is that there's, like, that pirate, the new pirate called Red that's, like, now a face character that walks around the park. And she's, like, the redheaded one that was in the, like, uh, bride for sale, like, section of the ride, which uh. apparently they've retooled in the last little bit that I don't really quite remember. Which is cool if it's just, like, you she's remember? just this badass. I haven't been on it and I don't even think we went on it when I was there in February. Oh, <clears throat> uh, or maybe we didn't. I just have a terrible memory because that's also true. Um, but I think it'd be cool if it's obviously if it's like a cool female pirate.
1: I seen, I don't see any reason why. They, I, and more I think action-y the
2: pirates, stuff like Margot Robbie's dope <clears> in that. I just watched Birds uh, of Prey and I was like, oh, I dig this.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I said I had to sit down and watch it with Dee and she really enjoyed it as well. It's a fun movie and she can definitely. She definitely has um, the star power and the presence to to front a film like this. I, I'm interested to see where it goes. The only reason why I'm hesitant is because the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie, well, the last two of them really kind of meld together with me. Or actually the last yeah. three. And they're all – I just I, I just was so bored most of the time. There was one – what was the one where he was stuck on the beach for like 45 minutes that and talked to a crab? Four. On
2: Stranger Ty? Yeah, right? That's
0: Fuck, four. that was bad. That was just five, bad. Five was – I thought was a return to form. Well, I accidentally five? just bought Clone High, so I guess I own them <gasps> now. <laughs> well there you go. There you Did go on Amazon? Yeah. I didn't mean to. I was gonna click on <laughs> uh sorry, I was gonna say I-, I thought five, I think it's five, wasn't that bad. Um, no, it was it so was World's thought... end is the beach, my bad. Yeah. World's end? Yeah I-, I just uh thought that the the ending of it was like, oh, well that's a weird turn for this character that like for four movies or well three movies he's just been an asshole like we're gonna turn into a nice guy okay
1: all i know is i really really like the first one yeah and i just never th- i just didn't think that any of the this the subsequent sequels ever reached how fun that movie was so if they can give me another fun pirates of the caribbean movie with margot robbie in the lead I will watch that movie. I will watch that movie, but please, God, don't make five more of them where at one point they're like, we're out of ideas. Why don't we have Margot just talk to a seashell on a white beach for 45 minutes in
2: purgatory?
0: I feel like everything after one was not good. Like two and three I did not enjoy. Two actually, know. like.
2: it's two with oh ends- Davy Jones?
0: Yeah, and it ends on the cliffhanger, right?
2: I hate that one.
0: And then three also has Davy Jones in it, but he's he's like not as cool.
1: I just like the first one. I just like mm-hmm. Jeffrey Rush as the as the the pirate yeah. that's like half dead. I just thought that whole thing was so creative. And then they just kind of took it and kind of man, it was fine. But I mean, you know, I think the first movie is really really good. It's hard to live up to that. And to Kevin's point, yeah. the last one that came out, I, I watched reluctantly. I was like, I don't know why I'm watching this. And I was like, oh, okay. It wasn't a waste of time. It was mm-hmm. fun. I have a fun scene where it, like swings around in a maelstrom. So that's kind of cool.
2: But but uh, if they're rebooting it and they're also doing this like spinoff with Marco Robbie, I would assume. That like all of the bullshit stuff we don't like about pirates is going to end up in the reboot and this one has a possibility to be better?
1: I would hope so. I would hope so. And I also just maybe, maybe also t- it's just, let's not, let's not have Johnny Depp in this. We don't need I Johnny agree. Depp. Jack Sparrow was such a fun <clears throat> character in yeah. the first one where, uh, did I not say Johnny Depp? No, I what heard Johnny
0: Depp and I was like, who's Johnny Depp? Johnny
1: Depp? Kevin's <laughs> Googling Johnny Depp and Alpha <laughs> Predator costume. Uh, Which I'm call it the um no uh, like he was such a fun but he was such a fun character in doses as a side character to orlando bloom's kind of main main mainish character i know they were kind of co-leads in that movie so fun and keira knightley's great the the cast the ensemble cast was great but at a certain point people were just like some one of the producers heard that people liked johnny depp's jack sparrow and they were just like let's let's just make everything about him i think people and him doing his keith they did, but at a certain point, he I was like, just... "He's just doing a Keith uh, Keith Richards impression for like <laughs> four hours, and I'd rather watch the Rolling Stones, personally." Yeah. I digress, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna take a quick break to tell you about our sponsors. And brought to you by the, the sponsors bringing you this show today are Hims, a new wellness brand for men. Uh Kev. This is a common problem that a lot of guys unfortunately face, especially when they get up to be my age. Uh, 40% of men by the age of 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection, Mm -hmm. Uh, which, you know, uh, is unfortunate. But thankfully hymns is here to help uh why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn instead to medicine and science uh share let's uh let's see uh, check out hymns and you could discover the tiny pill worthy of a big celebration this is my favorite one of my favorite ad reads that they've got because clearly they understand that everyone likes these kinds of jokes uh of course we, you guys have heard us talk about for hymns.com which is a one-stop shop for hair loss skin care and sexual wellness for men Myself and Andy both uh, use the Hims products. Uh, I use the finestra I use the the shampoo on my head. And I love, 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 love their uh, gummy vitamins. I take those every day. Um, of course, if you guys are looking for that or if you're suffering from erectile dysfunction, go over to 4Hymns.com and check it out because Hymns connects you with real Licensed doctors and FDA approved pharmaceutical products to treat erectile dysfunction. dysfunction. Well known equivalent. These are well known equivalent, uh, generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you combat ED. Prescription solutions backed by science and made more affordable. Uh, see results or other treatments fall short love it I can't. I mean maybe I'm seeing it now maybe I'm seeing these now and they didn't intend these but this is just a clever ad. stop worrying about the multiple in-doctor visits no painful injections like other treatments oof uh, this is so easy uh, answer questions about your medical history and chat with doctors for confidential review if approved by the doctor products are shipped directly to your door uh, being your best means performing your best it's erectile without the dysfunction uh, this is going to be the hardest year of your life and they mean that in a good way here's how it works. Try hymns today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash KFMS. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash KFMS forhims.com slash KFMS. Prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with physicians who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy, remember that's forhims. slash kfms. All right, now it's time to what we've been watching. Do 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 Kevin, Kevin, what you been watching? Mm. So, Joey, what you been watching?
0: Okay. I, I didn't know. I, that was a transition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, what's up? What you been watching?
0: Uh, give me one. Um, so <clears> I. <throat> Uh, because of your recommendation, I went and watched *Lost Soul*: The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley's oh. Island of Doctor Moreau. You what think? a fun documentary that was! <laughs> man, that shit was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that man is is the, the whole. Lots of components in that story are really fucking weird in a cool way, and uh, yeah, it was, it was it was really good, really well done. Uh, it's interesting because i immediately after started watching another documentary called in search of the last action hero
1: and oh what did you think of that i have that queued up
0: it was really good but it's one of those things that uh, when i was watching lost soul i was like whoa they have a really weird cast for this like they have random directors and stuff and i was like oh that that's that's cool it's weird that they picked these people and i realized it's because they were doing in search of the last action hero it's the exact same people (laughs) Oh, interesting! Yeah, yeah. With the exception that they they added like the actor the the woman that played the Panther Lady in uh, in Lost Souls, oh, and a couple like more specific people, but like mm-hmm. a bunch of the directors that were talking in search of uh, or in Lost Soul were also talking in search of last a- the last action hero. Uh, yeah, they were both really cool. They're both done in the exact same style, where it's they're just interviewing a bunch of people that are notable at the time. Um, uh, I, yeah, they're they're both a lot of fun. They do a good job of, like, going into, like, one is obviously telling just the story of that movie. The other one is telling the story of, like, action as a genre. And it's cool to see the progression of, like, how they're talking about, like, oh, first it was, like, these giant like bigger than life people like Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, Stallone and all these people that like got really beefed up and then it transitioned over to like Bruce Willis who's a Mm -hmm. more normal looking person and then they they talked about how now it's kind of transitioned to Keanu Reeves where he like he looks normal but he actually knows all these things and Mm -hmm. uh, it's it it was really interesting a a cool deep dive of uh, the genre
1: that's awesome. I love I love the homage to the the, the, action, the Shane Black movie, The Last Action Hero. That's a, cool.
0: I really like that movie.
1: Uh, I do too. It's before its time. Before yeah. its time. I think I, I don't think it got enough love back in the day for being as aware as it was. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I have that cute. Is that Amazon? Is yeah.
0: that what that is? That's those yeah. both on Amazon Prime.
1: Cool. I think I have that queued up. I need to go watch that. Um, Joe, what you been watching?
2: I've been watching something. That is near and dear to my heart, and I'm glad that they've brought it back. The Unsolved Mysteries reboot on oh, Netflix. <laughs> cool. Did any of you guys watch this as a kid?
1: I mean, I used to watch Unsolved Mysteries back in the day. Yeah. With, uh, was it Robert Stack. Stack? Yeah. Is he still Such the
2: iconic voice. No, he died. Oh, dude. Man. He was so old. Sad. He was
1: old back then. He was probably, he must right? have been in his 60s back then in the 90s. So,
2: yeah, man. He could be in his so 90s. It's- it's the exact same thing that you would think of. It's all the interviews with the people recreating like all of these like scenarios trying to find it. I'm only like 3 or 4 episodes in, so I haven't now it's all just like true crime stuff, which is already my jam anyways, and they haven't gotten into like any of the weird paranormal stuff that they dabble into.
1: Interesting. Um,
2: but it's like it's fun. I feel like it's not as it's not as much of a novelty anymore because there's so many documentaries about true crime and it's like way more accessible than it was back then sure sure jay windham in the chat is telling me episode five is a paranormal episode which i'm very excited about i don't like the paranormal episodes they're yeah. so creepy the music is updated but just a little a little bit different a little bit the same I, um, go-
0: I googled robert stacks and it like one of the headlines was like his creepy homage was there a creepy homage that you've seen in one of the episodes i think so
2: a Not? creepy
1: homage to Robert Stack.
2: It, that's what it said in the Netflix. No, Interesting. Maybe it it. I usually I have it like on in the background while I like am working.
1: I love it. But I love it's, it.
2: If you like those vibes and you want to bring it back, or yeah, you feel like being nostalgic, it's it's fun.
1: Um.
2: Oh, and then I started watching The Floor Is Lava. <laughs> Oh you my god. No,
1: I mean I've no. seen I've seen the previews for it. This is I've had people tweet at me that me and Greg need to go on this show and I'm like Oh my
2: gosh, yes.
1: <laughs> I would totally do it. Netflix hit me up. Hit up your boy. If me and Greg went on this, we would do, do, do dominate and by that I mean one of us would probably break a hip which makes for good streaming
0: TV.
2: Oh my so gosh. So please
1: let really me on. We're starting a campaign right now, Lady gentlemen. How do we get me and Greg on the floor is lava season 2? We will socially distance from each other and we will socially distance from the lava. And I will die. And by socially distance from lava, I mean I'm not touching that because I am the bomb.com.
2: Yeah. It's like the perfect mix between like a ninja warrior, like or all those like weird summer shows that are on right now, like the mini golf one and stuff like that. And but like with old school guts slash
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it reminds me of guts, like double dare style. Like what was the what was the Nickelodeon show where they did the obstacle courses and got slimed and shit? Was that Guts or was that Double there.
2: No, Guts is the one where you climb the aggro crag. Uh,
1: <laughs> he just made that word up. No, that's, that's not a real. Right.
2: Word. <laughs> Nick, that's made up. That's not real. Legend of the Hidden Temple didn't have slime, but like I know what you're talking about.
1: Which one had the slime, man? I keep going back. I got to go, I gotta, I gotta go back and watch all these Nickelodeon shows because, man, I make a lot of references to people are like, wow, that was just so wrong. Uh, one of a movie that just came to HBO, I almost... Spent $20 to rent it until I randomly popped over to HBO Go and saw it being featured there. Very excited to watch this movie, Dr. Sleep. Oh. And And? it is out on HBO. I really liked it. Um, Right? It is, but it was, it it reminded me of a, like a classic Stephen King movie that was kind of, uh, it was very nostalgic. It was uh, not, how do I put this? I think it was, it felt like a, Two to three part miniseries mm-hmm. like HBO, like, like, like something you would see on HBO, like the original it, like when they it, made yeah. a two parter. Yeah. Um, which is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So as a movie, but I think it it's was not
0: rated R. What's up? Like it felt like it was rated R, which I always felt oh, yeah. like the the two parter it like T V thing definitely feels a little bit more childish.
2: Yeah.
1: Um I I like this. I think it's 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 I thought it was really cool. I thought they did a really good job of sort of combining Stephen King's shining with uh, Stanley Kubrick's shining, from what I remember uh, reading the details on the, the differences between both of those. Um, I think the cast was great. I think Rebecca Ferguson's awesome as the she bad guy. She
2: so, so good.
1: And I think it's cool. Some of the things they do visually in this to kind of tie it into the original series I thought was very, very one like well done. And, you know, as a movie, if you're going and watching it and being like, wow, I want to be wowed, as a movie and have this like kind of follow the same format as, as it should uh, for two hours. It's not, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like a, it feels like, you're watching a television show that's a miniseries and I think again that's not a that's not a critique I think it's really cool that they did that and I think it was really fun to watch and it was kind of cool just to step back into you know you forget that Stephen King has this like massive 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 universe that he's built and stepping back into that for a bit um, I just literally finished Salem's Lot finally um, Mm -hmm. over the weekends and so I was like oh I'll watch Doctor Sleep right now and I was like this is a lot of Stephen King for me man this put me in mood and I like (laughs) it I like it Uh, highly recommend it if you haven't seen The Shining (laughs) First, though, I would recommend watching that. I believe it's on Vudu. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, um, but I think Uh, you can rent it. Um, Because I think a lot of the similarities between those, I mean, they do a lot of visual similarities where there's actually, like, they just recreate some of the sets from the original thing. I think it's cool to see that. Um, And I think the actors that they cast to play um shelly duvall's character she was um, so good is spot yeah, on yeah and the actor that they um they cast to play his uh i forget the actor or the character from the original one but it's sort of his uh the guy he talks to a lot oh yeah, yeah that yeah. would the original sort of caretaker or like yeah. i forget what he was but he that guy's great they they just did a great job across the board kind of drawing you back into that world without being bold face on the nose and man i'll tell you what they could have they could joe they could have done the face roll thing where they and i'm like don't do that that takes just cast good actors i feel let like them just have the spirit of the character and just just act on screen i, I feel
0: like there's one moment where that breaks though where it's like oh that that looks weird because like you know
1: i know the moment you're talking about yeah. and i was like i think this is the best they could have done with this i, I don't know I if agree. there's another way I to agree. Do yeah it.
0: I, yeah i agree with that but
2: uh, the just really it just it. to the rest of the movie that it didn't break the immersion
1: mm-hmm. correct
2: yeah.
1: Um, and I think, I think that I, I think the director did a really, really good job of finding mm-hmm. actors that embodied the spirit of the original actors, mm-hmm. but weren't doing like knockoff impressions yeah, of them. Like I th- yeah. yeah. I thought that was really, really tastefully done. And then, I, you know, and it's always like, it's always weird to watch Stephen King cause he spends so much time developing all the characters in his stories. And so if I had directed this, it would have been 45 minutes. Uh, <laughs> No, but like other directors could have would have probably spent less time with the gang of like the vampires that were going around looking for the shining people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he just likes you to get to know those people and kind of not sympathize with them, but understand their motivations. He, does, he did a really good job. Highly recommend that. That's on HBO. Uh if you guys want to watch it. Uh if you have HBO go, go watch it tonight. Uh anything else, guys, before we get into this. Uh, I was week's just gonna say Nick really list?
0: quick uh the shining is not it's free to stream on something called fubo i don't know what that is uh but it's like four dollars pretty much everywhere to rent mm,
1: okay it's worth it if you've never seen it, it's a classic It's $8 a to buy classic. on amazon i read a lot of uh of, of uh articles after i watched dr sleep of just why stephen king hates the shining movie and i was like oh i get that now um Cause I didn't really, I mean, I, I, I finished, well, I actually finished two Stephen King books over the weekend. I finished, finally finished Stephen King on writing and finally finished Salem's a lot. And Stephen King on writing, by the way, is if you are a creator in any shape of the imagination, you should read this book. It's so cool. And so awesome to see him give sort of like a biography of himself, but then also just kind of like a nuts and bolts. This is how I write. This is what I think you should do. Best practices kind of thing. Um, but yeah, he talks about a lot of those old scripts and a lot of those old old uh, books and stuff and wh- where he was at when he wrote those. And The Shining, of course, was very, very, very personal to him because it was about his alcohol uh, addiction and his struggles with that and how it almost destroyed his family. Um, and I don't think that necessarily – I don't think that comes through in the movie. and That's probably why they were – or that's exactly why he was very disappointed with how they treated that character because he's not sympathetic at all. He's just fucking Jack Nicholson being crazy. Yeah. But it's awesome to watch.
0: <laughs> also, real all quick right. shout-out. Just – I really like Mike Flanagan, who was the director of that. He also did the Haunting of Hill House, and he's doing the Haunting of Bly Manor, which uh, Rahul Kohli is on.
2: Oh, cool. We should get that that at the end of this year, right?
0: Yeah. 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 That's That's what
1: they're saying. He did a great job. And I think I, I don't I, I meant to look up who the cinematographer was as well. But the way it was shot, it just feels like it's an 80s, like nostalgic retro movie. It's so beautifully colored. It's just it was done very, very well. And shout out to um, Ewan McGregor, who's doing his best American accent. And it's there. <laughs> and it's there. Sometimes he sounds a little funny, like when I try to do an American accent and people are like, Nick, (laughs) you have an American accent. I'm like, do I? Do I have an American accent? (laughs) Okay.
2: So the cinematographer is Michael Fimognari. I don't really know who he is. Who also did Haunting of Hill House. Yes. uh, Guess what else? So this is what he's done in the last two years to all the boys I've loved before, oh. I'm in the House, Dr. Sleep. Match. He's directed photography for all of the, to all the boys movies. Good.
1: You know great. what? This guy is, this guy is a hero and we need to get him on the show after we get me and Greg Miller on the floor as lava. <laughs> we will put all of our efforts behind talking to the cinematographers and doing some deep dives. I would love that. By the way, I used to listen to a podcast series done by the American cinematographer magazine where they just <laughs> went back and talked to two cinematographers about their stuff. I don't think they do it anymore. Because mm-hmm. I think uh, I don't think it got very good views, obviously, because it's the most niche nerdy cinema thing. But, man, yeah. if you guys ever want to hear uh, really, really fun, cool interviews, they did like I um, talked to like uh, the guy that shot Die Hard. And I think they shot they talked to the guy who shot Robocop. And listening yeah. to him talk about working with Paul Verhoeven and talking about how they had to shoot the suit like it was a car and all this stuff is really really cool. That's cool, but it's super nerdy. Um, but check that out if you guys want a fun little podcast uh, well, to listen to.
0: While we're talking about um, Doctor Sleep and uh, it, Rebecca Ferguson, I would be really into the idea of a Mission Impossible that was just Rebecca Ferguson. You know, very like, cool. I feel oh, like yeah, her, I mean, I'd be okay with Tom Cruise not being in it. Because I feel like Rebecca Ferguson would do a really good job. Her action scenes are really dope. I mean, def,
1: I 100% agree. Even if it was just her and either – I would say keep her, keep Benji. Maybe bring, bring in Ving Rams and just have them run a crew. Yeah. Like doing all sorts of cool shit yeah, with – because originally, like, you know, if you guys remember how the original movie ends, he's supposed to become the, the sort the, of leader yeah. of the IMF, the Jim Phelps character. Which I guess he ostensibly becomes, but it would be cool to see him step back and be like, "I'm just going to run a bunch of teams, and one of those teams is Rebecca Ferguson's team." But I I can't remember if she's avowed or disavowed by the end of Fallout. But Uh, well, if you look
0: at IMDb, Mission Impossible Seven and Eight have uh, she's listed for uh, like having her character in it. That's
1: such a smart idea. God, they have good chemistry, and she's awesome. She's so cool. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, uh, this is the third annual The Nicklist where we pick a few <laughs> movies, uh, some suggested by you if you want to go over to Patreon.com and back us there, uh, patreon.com slash kind of funny and back us there uh, at the $5 above tier. You can write in and suggest some movies that you'd like us uh, to watch uh, and we will read those and then we will discuss and then uh, it, maybe watch them and maybe not. Uh, last week, we decided the three movies we were going to watch were Twister. Which is currently playing on Netflix, Ready or Not, which is on HBO, and Villains, which was on Hulu. Now, I'd like to start with Villains because I think this is That's the most place
0: to start. Interesting yeah.
1: of all of the three movies that we watched. What did we think of Villains?
2: I don't think I liked it.
1: I don't think I liked it either.
2: <laughs> I like. Oh the shit! I loved it. it. The, it's such a weird movie because it's it's the mix of it feels like. Kind of like The Strangers a little bit. Kind of like um, Don't Breathe. Like it has like a lot of elements of movies I really like. But right. ultimately, I don't think I liked it. But I'm also a little bit conflicted about it because there were things that I did like. I thought Bill Skarsgård was really fun.
1: I thought Bill Skarsgård was great. I thought the uh, I forget the actress's name from It Follows, but she was great. Yeah. I think Jeffrey Donovan's great. I think Kira Cedric was great. And, and I think the tone of the movie was... Weird.
0: Oh, but I, it was and so fun. weird and fucked up. Oh, but man. for
1: some reason, when I got to the end of it, I was like, "Ah, huh. I see what they were doing there. And I really appreciate what they were doing there. But it just I, I think it just narrowly missed the mark for me. But yeah. I recommend watching it. I definitely think it's worth a watch.
2: Totally. The opening line <laughs> on IMDb for like some review is villains is not a bad film, nor is it one I regret watching. <laughs> I was yeah, like, that's that a kind great of way of up how it. I feel about it. Like, I'm um, not mad that I watched it.
1: I, I just loved, I just want to give a shout out to Jeffrey Donovan. I th- I've, I love that guy. I wish he had more of a uh, movie career because he's such a weird and unique character actor. And the only yeah. other time I've seen him pop up, aside from the, the USA show that he was on called Bird Notice, was he's a random character in Sicario, which is oh, if you've yeah. never seen Sicario. And you are at all an anxious human being? Never Don't watch, watch that movie.
2: <laughs> never
1: watch that movie because it is Denny Villeneuve, and he is what I would say the master of building tension. That dude is probably the best director on the planet for building slow, intense pressure for the audience to the point where you're like, "I want out of this fucking theater right now" because I feel like I'm going to get killed by the the or a Mexican drug cartel. Um, but yeah, he was one of the characters, and I think he was one of like the 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 good guy quote unquote good guy hitman in Mm -hmm. one of those i think maybe it was the second one the first one um but they have
2: the whatever they have the
1: soledad which is good but they have the soledad takes it and turns it into more of an action movie the original sicario was like fucking just intense it was an intense drama thriller
2: and I think this cool. one is the only one I've seen. I don't think I saw the first one.
1: Dude, the first one was with Emily Blunt. And she plays basically an ATF officer or a mm-hmm. d- DEA officer. And they then she's just kind of d- drawn into this world. And she's like the only good person. And everyone else is like, we're all gray area. Like, we'll mm-hmm. do whatever it takes to get the job done. And then she's like, what is the job? And they're like, whatever the politics of the job <laughs> need to be. And she's like, I don't know about this. But like, man, the way it ends. Woo! Joe, watch it. But have a couple glasses of wine beforehand cuz you got to be loose for this one. Okay. If you go if you go in tense with this one, you're going to you're going to snap your arm.
0: It's going to oh be too much. Kevin, Kevin why you, did so, you like this you liked villains. Uh, I'm sorry, you both spoke.
1: <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on villains?
0: Um I just thought it was uh, it, the the story was interesting enough. I felt like the characters they there was something about them that I was just like I don't usually like people like this, but like I was like, good for them. I hope that they make it on their little journey. Yeah. Um, and I like, I felt like the the story's motivation like was like solid enough where I was like, all right, I'm into it. And like as it like continued to develop and get weirder and weirder, it was like I don't understand fully what's happening, but it's fucked up, and I want to figure out how it like gets solved. And when we get to the, the resolution of it. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm like, cool, I'm behind this.
1: I think the I think the movie itself, like on the surface, is very cookie cutter. But what I thought was fun was that the Bill guard and what is her name? Can her name you look is up the name?
2: Maka Monroe.
1: Mica M- Monroe. Uh, thank you. Uh, I feel like they were like, we're gonna find these characters, and they found such a unique and bizarre <laughs> and fun like three, like a um, three dimension, third dimension for these characters. Yeah. Like, it could have been like, and this is no disrespect to like, don't breathe. Right. Or, or like don't breathe. was one of the Fede Alvarez one with Jane Levy. no disrespect to them, but those characters were like Jane very Lee. much what you would expect in those movies where they, they have the standard character arc where you're like, Oh, she, they've learned, they've grown, but they're still characters that I would think I would see in a thriller or movie like that. These two characters, played by Bulisar's guard and uh, Micah Monroe, I'm going to get her name right one of these days, uh, are (laughs) fucking weird. And they're weird in a very lovable way. Yeah, that's the thing. Which makes you root for them. Right. But But they're also bad guys. But they're also redeemable. But like, it's
2: but but they're Bill's fun.
1: Are, what, what's the, the other two? Uh, and then Jeffrey Donovan and Kira Sedgwick are, are so fucking weird. But then w- way worse, point, guys. I found myself. But I found myself liking them too. Yeah, there because, was like, there was
0: insane. a moment. There's the moment, and like we're not going into spoilers, but like there's no, a moment where like a, there's a moment in the trailer, yeah. Uh, where uh, Donovan Jeffrey Donovan yeah. is is like, all right, man, this is gonna happen, and it's like, all right, cool, all right, I'd be happy if this is how the, the movie gets resolved. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: there's a moment where he goes where he's like, they're they're talking to each other. You know, when they first meet and he's selling him. He was like, I'm a salesperson. And I I know I can I can take one look at someone. And that whole back of that monologue he has is so well done because you can tell underneath his like that smile. He just Mm -hmm. never stopped smiling, by the way. Yeah. The entire smile underneath that is just a psychopath. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Just a okay, crazy I mean, psychopath. So I guess why I like this movie is th- what happens because that was a really good monologue. But I really like the monologue that the, uh, uh, Bill Skar-, Skar gives afterwards where he's like, well, let me try this. And he goes and he goes and he says stuff. And at the end, he ends with like, but really the most telling thing is this. And it's yeah, like, that's oh, great. yep, you're right. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first, you're like, oh, he, I, this guy's an idiot. But you're like, oh, maybe he's not quite yeah. so much of an idiot. He's just yeah. weird. But he is kind of an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, where yeah. do we want to put th-
0: Wait, Dylan's? I'm sorry. There's also the moments where they do cocaine randomly, where they're like, yeah. we need an idea helper. And it's like, yeah. okay. And it's like, I got it.
2: <laughs> and yeah, it was a that- good
0: idea that he came up with. Those are just yeah. lovable moments that they, like, they really dug deep into these characters. And I, and I feel yeah. like you know made made it so weirdly enough We're rooting for them even though they're not
2: good people yeah
1: i agree uh i'm gonna i'm gonna put this one out there first i'm gonna say this is squarely in the good bad category for me
2: yeah i agree it's not a bad movie
1: no it just, just misses the mark for me of being a good, good movie. So, yeah. unfortunately, we only have three categories. And I don't – chat, don't even start with me. Don't tell me we need a fourth and a fifth and a sixth category. Do There's you think i me
2: to add a bad good or whatever the inverse of the middle no, one? No, we're <laughs> not doing that.
1: We're it's not good, doing bad. that.
0: That's just what because
1: it is. bad good is negative. good. It's good, 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 bad, bad, bad. And this one, to me, again, remember, guys, we're not we're not trying to solve all the world's problems here. We're just trying to let you know whether or not you should watch these movies. Uh, I think it's worth a watch. I think it just narrowly misses the mark of being something fantastic, uh, and so I'm going to put it in the good bad category.
0: I I <laughs> would vote it for good, good, but it seems like okay. I'm being outvoted. So
1: you are, in unfa- un- fact, unfortunately. That's and just thank how the for works,
0: you know, yeah. No, Thankfully, there's
1: three of us. Uh, next, what I want to talk about is Ready or Not, which is on HBO, mm-hmm. and. I'll kick this off. I love this movie.
0: <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's so much I think fun. It's
1: so fun. Yeah. I think, again, just this is the opposite of villains to me where. Well, actually, you know what? No, I'll, I'll put it. I'll, I'll say this as I think they did something slightly more unique with this than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Samantha Weaving or S- Samara Weaving, excuse me, is her name yeah. uh, is great. I think she carries this perfectly. I like her transformation from being this sort of like innocent character toward where we wind up with her in the end. Um, I think the movie is well directed and the cast is good and it's just fun. It's just a fun, silly, dumb kind of fucked up horror film, um, that never gets too, like too into de- the, the, the mud with any of the stuff. And it just keeps moving along and then we're done. And I think it's totally worth a watch. Uh, what do you
0: guys think? I, I personally totally agree. I think that, uh, this movie starts off where you're like, man, this is a fucked up movie. And then it goes <laughs> and it slowly becomes funny and then it gets back to serious and it ends on a really weird like, oh, OK, they yeah. full on are going there. Great.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's super fun. I really like Samara weaving. I think Adam Brody has like a really fun character that he plays for the ensemble cast. I think that they're all really fun and they... They give you enough information to understand all of the dynamics without it like bogging the entire movie yeah. down, which I think is really hard to do with that many characters. And I think that this and like uh knives out did it the best last this year. Is
1: very knives out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh
2: but yeah, it's like it's super fun. This is one that from the trailers, I was like, oh, this looks really fun, but I was prepared for it to like not to be a swing and a miss because I feel like so many horror movies in this genre, like just don't nail it. Um, But I think it had a really good balance of lighthearted intention and all of this stuff. And like for, I like, I don't know anything about the main girl. Like I don't know what else she's been in, but
1: all I know is she's related to Hugo weaving. I think he's her uncle. And that's awesome. And if in certain
0: pictures, you can see they have very similar like eyebrows and it's kind of weird once you know that.
1: Oh, is she the is she the actor from The Babysitter? Yeah. Oh, that's a good that's another good one, by the way. If you guys haven't seen that, that's Mick G's uh, a horror movie on, she
2: love some Mick G, on
1: Netflix, and it was good. That's actually fun. Yeah, she, oh, she, she carries this billboards? very, very well. What's that?
0: She had a small part in Three Billboards, it looks like. Oh,
1: uh, good movie as well. Um, and she will
0: be in Bill and Ted's Face the Music.
1: <laughs> hell yeah, she will. She should be in everything. Uh, I will say for this, it, it fell just shy for me of Good Good, but I don't think – they care. I don't think the movie is pretending to be anything more than it is, which is just a really fun, good horror, like cheesy horror movie yeah. um, that knows it's kind of borderlining on B horror movie and doesn't give a shit and tries uh, and you know to their to their credit, they try Joey as you t- as you were saying to like to back up sort of the lore of the world. I think personally, it kind of f- falls short a little bit because the reasons for all of them doing what they're doing are like. Okay, sure. This is sure. But, it's like, loose. We're I, playing it I, fast I, and but loose they here.
2: All together I think, really yeah, well, At the I think. end,
0: they they really have a moment where they're like, Oh, fine. All right, let's see how this goes. I'm sure right. it's all bullshit.
1: So, um so I I like this movie. I definitely think it's worth a watch. Uh, I'm gonna vote for it to be in the good bad category. What say
2: ye? I think it's good good. Really? I do.
1: Kevin, you're the deciding vote. It's good good. <laughs> Ready or not, good, good. Another good, good, another movie <laughs> put on the so necklace.
2: What's that? People are gonna be so, I just think it's so funny that people are gonna be mad about this list because I do understand how crazy it is that we put the vast of night and bad, bad, and the good, missy, and good, bad. Just but listen on like an opposite
1: level. again. If again, but I stand
2: behind it, yeah, stop no, I
1: mean, trying to make stop trying to make this what you want it to be, ladies and gentlemen. If you want. People who will actually die, who know what they're talking about, will actually dive into film and give you an, an, an intricate review. Go over to a, 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 a reputable publication like IGN or The Hollywood Reporter or Variety. <laughs> this is the Nicklist, okay? We're shooting from the hip. We might watch – I might watch – Batman uh, Forever. Night. I might watch Vast the Night a year from now and be like, that movie was great. No, you can't change it. When, no, out. Good, once, good. We do whatever we want. Once we gotta, it's in the it, list,
0: it can't move around.
1: Again, it's to me, it's about solution. your initial gut reaction and whether or not you want to recommend or watch or watch this movie again. And yeah. for me, I would, I, I, I'll stand by. Sure, I'll, I'll still put ready or not in the good bad category, but I can understand why it's good. Good, I got outvoted. Mm-hmm. That's how this works. Yep. It's a parliamentary system. Villains we're, got robbed. And there you go. Uh, last on this one.
2: Before we say that, people are saying in the chat, Panzer says it sounds like a Sam Raimi movie, which I understand.
1: Definitely that vibe. Yeah
2: i also think if you like happy death day you're gonna like this yes if
1: you like happy death day or drag me to hell you're gonna love yeah. this movie i didn't watch i Dragon think though it's it's, it's got it's good? got a very I mean, drag me to, me yeah. to hell style to it for sure definitely worth watching especially if you have hbo pop it on it's great um and it's not very long either all right last on this week the classic uh, helen hunt bill paxton philip seymour hoffman alan Rock movie twister what do we think of twister
0: I didn't have time to this is, rewatch it if I'm being honest. But That's uh, okay. I'm, I'm just, still giving it still counts. Out already.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I'm just gonna come out and say that I think Twister might be a perfect movie.
1: Wow. Wow. Like,
2: and I don't mean like perfect across the board. Maybe I just mean like a perfect Joey movie.
0: Twist yeah.
2: There's something about the the ridiculous storyline of them being storm chasers. There, yeah, the, the, there's no reason we
0: should be care this much about this movie, but we do, you know.
2: Then there is uh, the rivalry that they have with Jonas, which is so
1: good. Why? Why was there? Why do they know. need to have care, a, a rival storm chasing organization helmed by Carrie Elways? Why? Why? I don't know. And the answer, Joey, is why the fuck not? Why are you asking this question? It's Twister.
2: Yeah. Then you have this ragtag group of people that are just, like, so eclectic and so kooky but so fun. Like, you have that. You have uh, Bill Paxson's new fiancé who is just, like – best (laughs) like comedic relief of this whole thing and the (laughs) dynamic of her Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt is so funny
1: and by the way watching this movie back I feel when I first watched this I was like oh I really want Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt to be together that makes much sense now watching this as an adult I was like fuck you Bill Paxton and fuck you Helen Hunt why are you doing Jamie Gertz like this that's bullshit that's bullshit like she got the the raw end of the stick and I'm glad she walked away from that she must get
2: killed by that that flying truck in the middle oh my god she, yeah like, freaks out and uh i mean yeah there's so much like suspension of disbelief in the movie of like oh they're hiding <laughs> under this bridge and they're and the big the truck gets picked up but they're fine yeah they're and fine. stuff like that <laughs> where it's like i don't know if i believe any of this but it's fun and then you have the cool aunt meg
1: you do who makes pancakes also- and big breakfasts, and i like that yeah.
0: Gotta love big breakfast. I always
1: like that scene. I always wanted to stay in that scene because it's like the happy moment before everything goes to shit. Where it's like, let's go to Aunt Meg, yeah. and then she makes everyone breakfast. And I was like, there's nothing better than when you go out to like visit your relative or like, a, a you know, the in the sleepy suburbs of this of this Americana town, and you just get a giant breakfast. What's better than that? Are you kidding me? Stay there all day. I say breakfast for dinner, Joe. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna abstain from voting on this. Where do you want to put? Because Kevin didn't watch it, so Kevin's vote does not. Count. Well, I've already seen my it. Though. Vote, didn't we talk about last vote.
0: week that this was an optional watch? We didn't have to rewatch. They're all it?
1: optional watches at this point. <laughs> Joey, where do you want to put Twister?
2: This is a good, good movie. I'll
1: second that. I'll second Twister. Wait, being you just good, said
2: you were good. abstaining to vote.
0: You can't.
1: Well, I'm then just. I'm staying I'm, I'm telling Joey I support her decision.
2: Thank you. In good. Good.
1: Uh, and Panzer again, in the chat
2: says it's a great, good movie.
1: Damn. No, I don't. that's See? not how
2: it works. No,
1: no. God, I so don't upsetting. disagree
2: with him, though. But can we put about, it at the top of the good, good list?
1: It'll be wherever Dude, it works. I was just wondering,
0: <laughs> should, oh, is it alphabetical? No,
1: it doesn't have to be at all. It can just. It just... I, I, in fact, it's better if it's not alphabetical. I want people to go to this, <laughs> this list whenever we decide to put it online. Oh, yeah. Have we like, done what an the actual fuck thing? Is... Like... Joey hits me up every no, week about it. Are we going to do this? I'm like, I don't know how to do that. We'll keep an ongoing tally here and we'll figure it out. Got I got to do some URL offers anyway for uh, KFAF this week. So I'll, I'll throw it up there, but I literally am just going to put, it's going to be kind of funny.com slash the Nick list. And it's just going to be whatever Kevin's doing right here. <laughs> it's just going to be however Kevin has decided to parse these out. No context. That's what it's going to be. Cause that is how greatness starts everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, I'll uh, all kidding aside though. Twister is just one of those perfect Sunday afternoon you got a little anxiety about the week you want to just get a pizza and watch something fun and twister shouldn't be as good as it is but again I, I believe it's elevated by the cast and the fun of this movie it's such a great time definitely go watch it if you've never seen before all right everyone we got to pick some movies for next week um and again we've been picking a lot so if you guys want to back off the three movies we could always just do two or one i or didn't bring whatever. any movies
0: this week uh, I also it, don't have movies. Okay, not-
1: well, I guess what uh, everyone over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny has our back, mm-hmm. and they've suggested quite a few for us. The first is Idle Norman Noman- Nomad, excuse me, Idle Nomad it says, check out All Nighter on Amazon Prime. It stars J K Simmons and Emile Hirsch as uh, an ex boyfriend and father go on a hilarious road search for father- the father's missing daughter who hasn't returned his phone calls. I ca- I don't even know what this movie is. I've never heard of it before, but that sounds awesome.
2: That does sound good. I like J.K. Simmons and I love Emile Hirsch. So yeah, I'm like kind of sold on it just on that.
1: I would be down for that. It's on Amazon Prime, so it's free for me. I'm down to watch it and just pop it on and see.
2: Yeah, I'm super down for that.
1: Uh, next up, we've got Lee Palero, <clears throat> Lee El Poyo Loco Palero, is what we call him. Uh, I would recommend Heavyweights for the Nick list. It's a childhood '90s classic, but that's not the only reason to put it on. It holds up well for a family movie. It has old school Keenan Thompson and Ben Stiller. Also, it's produced by Judd Apatow and co-stars, yes, as in acting, Paul Feek. It's crazy seeing some now huge actors and, di- uh, and directors in these early movies. I don't think I ever saw Heavyweights. I don't
0: know that. I, I think it's on Disney either. Plus right I now, right? I think so too. I'll double okay. check.
1: That's a possibility. I would watch that. Uh, for the Nicholas, I recommend "Hunt for the Wilder People." It's a comedy Ooh. by Taika Waititi, and in his last film before Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I've seen "Hunt for the Wilder People." I sat down and watched it. I think a few weeks back. I really liked it, um, so I would I would put that on the
0: list as well. I've never seen it. I've always, wanna wa- I- I've always wanted to watch it. Okay. Oh, it
2: has Sam Neil in it, which means I automatically want to watch it.
1: Sam Neil in his native tongue, <sighs> doing his New Zealand accent. It's great. Love it. Uh, it hi everyone.
0: Search for the Wilder people?
1: Wilder Yeah, wild, Wilder people, the Wilder people. I think that's how you pronounce it. Just type in Wilder people one word and see what happens. Um,
0: yeah, I'm just there.
1: I'm uh sorry. hey everyone. Long time listener, first time caller. Just wanted to say I think color okay. out of space is a metaphor for cancer and how it affects a personal a person slash a family. Uh this made me like it a lot more. Thanks for all you do at uh Ritz Khalifa. Yeah. That's at excuse me, at Ritz Khalifa. Um that is interesting, interesting. i did not yeah, i did really not think about that but that makes it that paints it in a lot bigger light. still doesn't make it any less disturbing visually no, no. um because <laughs> yeah. that movie is a and also doesn't make it not star nick cage so unfortunately the ruling on the field stands that movie is still bad bad did bad, we say bad, bad bad good bad that's still, the movie's still good bad. wow people are gonna if i cared if this were an, at all a real thing putting the vast if we of night a bad at of it.
2: to have any credibility did we
0: put the vast of night oh we did bad bad oh, we huh? sure did <laughs> we sure did that was you two. Sure i was did. i enjoyed it you know what kevin
1: you're you're just an artist that's why enjoy and i are hacks but who cares
0: yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter
1: <laughs> uh final person that wrote in today said hello crew just wondering if anyone watched the new eurovision song contest movie with will ferrell uh and if so what are your thoughts while still not a good as good as classic Feral movies, I really enjoyed this one more than his last few, partially due to the ridiculousness of it and genuinely uh, catchy songs throughout the movie. I put it in the same category of pop star, never stop, never stopping, uh, and walk hard and just find uh, these kind of movies easy and fun to watch. But maybe it was just a nice, light, hard break from uh, The Last of Us Part 2, says uh, Matt Bowers. Um, this movie is one of those that I'm like,
2: I think it's going to be so dumb. I just don't even want to watch it. Yeah, that's a good call. They've been pushing I it really hard. That makes like me think every time I log into either Netflix or even when I like open TikTok on my phone, it's the first ad that pops. And so I've seen the it's like Rachel McAdams walking to Will Ferrell and they have like coffee. And then I don't know what happens after that because I skip it. But I'm just like, Weird. oh, I don't know. This is one that I will probably end up watching at some point just because it'll if, be on there. Joey, but if- I don't think it needs to be. In, I don't know. I think if you Joey, like it, we point, should watch.
0: Though. We should add it to yeah. the watch list. But right now, I don't think that there's any point or any. But reason here's to. the thing:
2: there's so many of these movies that get added to the Nick list because one of us watches them and then convinces <laughs> the other.
0: Two. Yeah, exactly. but that's. I like and I feel that, like that's though. what's
2: going to have to happen with this should one. Should we? That's just, exactly
0: what I'm saying. Should
1: we just bite the bullet and watch it now? Is that what you're saying, Joe? No, the should we opposite. Just all watch it now. Is that what you're saying, Kevin? We should. I mean, just literally, opposite. We should
2: just watch it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Lord. All right. I think
1: i I'm down. All right. So th- I'm totally down for this. <laughs> so now Joey we have just dared us, Kevin. So we have All Nighter and uh, the Eurovision Song Contest. Do we want to put Hunt for the Wilder people in there as well? I've already seen it, so I won't watch it again, but I have my thoughts on it. Do you guys well, want to watch that? Well,
0: your vote won't count then.
1: No, I, I, my vote my vote will count.
0: <laughs> All right. Good response. Uh, yeah, I think we should. Yeah. I mean, Okay, anyway. cool.
1: So the three movies next week are going to be All Nighter. Uh, the Hunt for the Wilder People and Eurovision Song Contest. Thank you guys all for writing in. Remember, if you want to back the show and write in your uh, your reviews of some of the things, movies we've already talked about, uh, maybe even how crazy we are, or if you want to suggest future movies we should watch on the Nicholas, go over to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny. Back us at that five dollar tier and start spitting words onto the page. For my lyrical liking. Um, guys, that's it for the show this week. Remember, if you're watching this on YouTube and you liked this, uh, you can subscribe to this channel. Just hit that subscribe button, hit that little bell notification button, leave us a comment letting us know you did your part for our growth in this world. And if you're listening to this on podcast services, uh, make sure you uh rate them and uh, subscribe to our feeds, I guess is what you do on podcasts. I don't know, I haven't subscribed to a new feed in a while. In fact, I'm <laughs> I'm uh, I got I got to get some new stuff because everything right now, everyone's talking about COVID. It's really making me depressed. Um, Joey, <laughs> Kevin, thank you for joining the show. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, on Monday we're gonna do a, ha- a special, exclusive episode of this show uh, reviewing Hamilton. We got some special guests coming for that. Uh, and also today and tomorrow, three o'clock to five o'clock Pacific time, we're streaming Predator. Ooh, we're gonna go on the hunt, baby. Uh, right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Be there or be square. Until then. We'll see you online.